so so this 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 uh, this woman what about her no matter what yeah yeah and this has happened a couple of times in my life i feel like or, or more not a couple of times but like more frequently in the past like year or whatever but uh-huh. the first thing i said i was like hi she was like hi my name's x and um i was like hi i'm vu she's like what is your sign and then i'll go oh. um i'm a gemini i think and uh she goes ah okay and then it's just like you know what i mean like it just silence after that or whatever and she's kind of just observing you know what i mean Oh, nothing then, more? Was there a build-up to this? Like, was there a, a pre-conversation and then she asked you for your sign? No, no. It's just, it's a, it's just, she just asked for it. Like, um, and, and it, it, it's happened before because, like, I don't know, you know, like, people – I guess astrology is becoming more popular, things like that. But it's like people like to use it as a way to, like, figure you out before figuring you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you pre-qualified? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, You've been pre-approved. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm a Gemini, right? And apparently, you know, Gemini's, we get a rep for being like crazy people. So then really? like, yeah. And so then this one time, uh, separate in a separate occasion, somebody asked me what my sign was like Gemini. And she, and the, and the person was like, I think it was a girl too. And she was like, she was like, Oh, Gemini. Oh, okay. Okay. You're crazy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like Gemini, man, the Will Smith, Will Smith in that bad movie. When's the last time Will Smith has made a good movie? You know what? That's a great question. What happened to him? You know, well, he, he's Will Smith. He's just he's just done so much, you know. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like the last one that I enjoyed was what I Am Legend, and then what happened after that? I can't think. I mean, yeah, he did the Pursuit of Happiness, but then I can't remember anything else. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree it's- exactly. But yeah, man, I know what you're talking about. Uh, people ask you for your something. I'm so. What's like the the main te- like the pillars of like uh, being a Gemini? Like, what's what's a consistent thing all throughout that you recall? I, I really do not know. I mean, I know about my sign, but I don't know about Gemini. It's like the, um, I think for Gemini's, it's this. Uh, so like the sign is like a twin, like a set of twins. Oh, the movie and, makes um, sense now. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, but it's like you have two dual personalities that are very different from each other. Mm. So that's basically what what it is. It's like you. Um, um, do you relate? Floaty. Do I relate to that? Somewhat. Like I can be. The only sense, in the only sense I, I can relate to it is like I, I'm kind of like a I think it's called ambivert or whatever. So like you know one day I'll feel like extremely extroverted. I want to get out there, talk to people, whatever. Next day I'll I'll just you know just want to lock in, not really sure. do anything, you know, or talk to anybody. So but that's kind see, of the only place. But I don't know if you know I don't know if I feel like that's that extends beyond just like your your sign. Like a lot of people are like that who are not Gemini. Exactly. I f- I feel like a lot of these categorizations that these horoscope signs make tend to be just typical human behavioral rhythms that really there's not much depth to them i mean i don't know anybody who can socialize like seven days out of the week 24 7 i mean so to a certain extent you're all everybody is some form of an introvert right like there is a Mm -hmm. time of you know being uh alone with yourself and recharging your social batteries i'm yeah. a I'm, i'm a pisces and so my understanding of it is that you're a little bit of everybody right so mm-hmm. and like you're like hypersensitive like very emotional type of thing but like you're very intuitive uh introspective like being introspective which i relate to that um a little bit of it i guess but i mean i don't i really don't use it man i mean i'm not really but here's the thing man sometimes you look it up and it's like super accurate And then some days it's like completely off. Totally, and yeah. 
I guess it depends. Like the way it's written, it's designed so that it's somewhat broad, but then somewhat specific too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, and, and yeah, when when it hits, it's like you know, what I mean, it, it has more of an impact, right? And you, you just forget the time set that it 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 was it wrong or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because um, probably the time that you're looking for, you're so primed for needing an answer in in whatever place you are in life. So when it hits you, or when it hits you just a little bit, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're you're taken back. Um, but I, you know what I dislike? The people who use it as an excuse for their crappy behavior or for the lack of immaturity or for their lack of like development. Oh, like, oh, I'm a Libra. And then she's like a, the most annoying individual who has no <laughs> sense of awareness of how she treats others. And dude, they use dope. it as some kind of excuse like, oh, I'm already on this trajectory of being a Scorpio. So get out of my way. This is just how the universe has set my course. I was like, well, that's a great way to just completely circumvent the idea that you need to be like do some self, you know, actualization into a better direction and growth and maturity. So totally. man, I hate those people. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard of, I've, I've heard of actually friends of mine who have said like, oh yeah, we didn't work out because we were these two different signs. I'm like, that sure. didn't have to do with it at all. Let me ask you this uh, to bring on the controversial topic of gender. Why do you think, I mean, this is something I noticed. Why do you think the females are attracted more to it than men are? Or unless mm-hmm. you've seen the complete opposite. Cause I've always, I've, it's very rare. In fact, I can't remember uh, a guy bringing it up in conversation or anything like that. Why is it? Why does it seem to be a predominantly a female thing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think on the high level, what I've noticed is a lot of the astrology materials, like or you find it, um, uh-huh. they're in traditionally they're in like female magazines, right? Female websites, things like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, even if you look on it online, like today, like a lot of the artwork is like its focus is very feminine, for whatever reason. So I think it's been targeted towards them in, in that regard. I don't why they mm. female women have picked it up more closely than, than men you know I, I don't man i don't know man because like i guess it because it deals in the world of like emotions you know and like feelings and, and things like that personality and i think men traditionally have been like not into those things right yeah so for female it's like uh yeah it's you know it's just something so into. do you think so, okay well let's let's assume because i think men also have that capacity to be emotional do so mm-hmm. would you say that they are into it, but they don't bring it up in conversation because they're they're worried about how they would look if they were too, super into something like this. You think? Or do you think for men? Yeah, yeah. Like, is everybody see all these men secretly looking at their horoscope app and just not bringing it up to their bros? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, I'm saying. So I'm saying it used to be like that. I, oh, I think. Okay. I think nowadays, I think it's changing. Um, mm. like I was having a conversation, uh, with a friend the other day around how, you know, just how crazy astrology has been like, cause it's been popping up and I'm in this Facebook group for like, uh, where people like t- talk about their businesses and things like that. But this person was like making tons of money off of like astro- an like astrology app, which is mm. crazy. D- uh, is a dating app for astrology. Yeah, dude. And, um, um, what I was thinking, what, what we were talking about was like, man, I wonder why it's been becoming so popular now than, you know, it was. And um, Mm. one one hypothesis that I have perhaps is like, you know, COVID, times are tough, times are rough, right? And like Mm. astrology – astrology is kind of one of those things where it's just like like similar to religion, you know what I mean? When when times are bad, you have something to lean on. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to believe in like an exterior power, 
not saying mm-hmm. that, you know, astrology is all about God or like that, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a mysticism force out there. It's like, oh, we're, you know, this is the, the roadmap to life sure. kind of thing, you know? So, yeah, uh, I would, I would, I would also add for those who are, I mean, interested, like the idea of horoscope, I mean, I mean, it goes back, back, back all the way into like astrology, but in a, my kind of view, like the Christian worldview or the biblical worldview would be that like, if you ever read which is not in canon of Holy Scripture. But ever read the book of Enoch, uh, this is like pre-flood, the whole thing. And uh, Enoch, you know, walked with God and the whole thing. And he, that was during the time of the fallen angels and when they were sleeping with the earthly women and they created giants based off of that. Well, the idea is that these fallen angels, each one was uh, had different powers or different knowledge that they would then give to these men or women. But you'll notice that in the book of Enoch, uh, some of these fallen angels uh, taught the beautification of the eyes, taught about alchemy and certain forbidden knowledge. And one of the forbidden knowledge that some of these fallen angels taught, uh, specifically to the women, surprisingly, uh, and men, but on a lot of things, women seem to be more prone to it, I guess, uh, or uh, in tuned with that type of education. I don't know. I really don't know. But the story is that uh, astrology came from a form of it came from like reading the stars and reading the alignment and then interpreting it as form as a form of way or compass of life. Mm. Like that all start. The the idea is that that started from uh, fallen angels teaching men how to, you know, extract forbidden knowledge from the stars. And so 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 and I mean, if you look at every section of like. I don't know, Egypt or all these places, like the idea is that it all originates from fallen angels teaching forbidden knowledge to mankind. Mm. And yeah, so that's, that's one aspect. If people aren't familiar with that, that's at, a, at its core, you'd find that a lot of different sectors of faith or different sectors of geographical, whatever, tend to source that to some form of connection between outerly interdimensional beings connecting with us humans and being taught this you know and you can see a lot even outside of the biblical view you can see a lot of that kind of symbolism or actually those those symbols outside of some like mayan temples or the almecs like you'll see the bringers of civilization and they're like in the weird dragon serpent type spacecraft like clearly there is perhaps very back in the day there was a connection between outer individuals and human mankind anyways mm-hmm. but that's very all very graham hancock kind of archaeology if people are interested in that very anyways man. man um when you say forbidden knowledge is it it's saying like it's and it's used by the angels like it's a good thing right so it's like there it's like you know this godly knowledge that they're distributing to to mankind to you it's it, in a way like on a quick way you'd be like why is this knowledge being considered forbidden knowledge the reason it's considered forbidden knowledge, and it's not like we're being uh, with they're withholding something good from us for whatever arbitrary type rule. The idea is that this knowledge puts us in a reliance uh, in, in in a topic or a subject outside of God. Who should be your main reliance for hope, faith, direction, guidance, morality, and and these pillars of 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 how to behave right on earth for the sake of righteousness for the sake of eternal salvation so all these things is is a form of like idols idolization of different avenues of direction that are outside the scope of you know the heavenly father which is why the fallen angels 
you know, brought that down for us in order to, the idea is that confuse our minds and, and, and have our hearts after other forms of knowledge that are outside of God that perhaps do have some truth to it, which is why it's so cunning and so subtle and so well-crafted as a lie. And, but then at the same time, ultimately it's, it's on a pathway of death or a pathway that is false knowledge and false wisdom, though it has the appearance of having some form of direction. Ultimately uh, you're, you're not standing on firm ground, or at least that would be the, the interpretation of what you would get from someone within you know, the Bible or some other scriptures, the Torah or et cetera. That'd be the understanding of it. Now, there is truth to it, but it's ultimately there to deceive you, which mm-hmm. is you, if you were to ask someone in the religious sector as to why there seems to be an uptick into the popularity of horoscope and new age ideology, it's because uh, that we're nearing towards the end. And though we are spiritual and divine creatures, we're always needing that divine and spiritual connection but since we're not focusing it or channeling it through the right source, we're finding other avenues that seem to, you know, be the substitute for what we really long for, which is direction through the horoscope. Or perhaps, you know, spiritual divine uh, experiences will take a lot of mushrooms. You know, things, things of that nature within that category. Mm, so that's a little something for those people out there who are unfamiliar with these things. That's a gem. Um, That's a gem. <laughs> it's interesting, man. It really is interesting. It's it's all worth considering, man. It's all worth considering. One of the things that I like, like I mentioned him earlier, Graham Hancock, one of his famous like lines or slogan is that we are a species that suffers from amnesia. Like we really don't know our past, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at these old temples, the the Egyptians, the Olmecs, Olmecs were the ones before the Mayans and the Aztecs. So they're even more further back. And they seem to have a better understanding of how spiritual the earth is and how spiritual they themselves are. And we as a rational, materialistic generation seem to have a disconnection uh, from all of that. And so the ancients seem to have a better grasp of who we really were. And I think mm. they, they were able to really extract the most out of it. That's why right now, you know, like the pyramids still baffle architects, you know, it's because they were probably doing something with their minds that we we don't even have the the capabilities of doing so. Mm. But anyways, do you think it's because the it's it's the capability or it's just like the I feel like one part of it is like I don't know, maybe in today's world of of like mankind it's like there's a lot of things that happened in the past that that weren't good. So like mm-hmm. we're, we're constantly like trying to flush ourselves of it and to build to quote unquote build a better future, right? But you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like um, when you look in the history books, like in class, right? A lot of the times it's it's the good things that happen. It's not necessarily the, the bad that they tell you. And, and you know, even like stories too, like we tend – as humans, we even tend just to latch on to like the good stuff and not necessarily the, the, the things that um, were so crucial to like the foundation. You know what I mean? That, that were maybe let's say not as good or, or, or interesting. Sure. What would what what would be an example of the bad in the past that would not be, I guess, continued on in, in story form? Um, like, let me try to think of one. Uh, so the building of the railroads, is, maybe is one example that comes to mind, right? And okay. like the the type of labor. Oh sure. So like, really, at the core, slavery probably. Slavery, yeah, is one. Yeah, for sure. Indentured, yeah. you know, servitude. Um, even I mean, there's more, a lot more than that. Wars, like wars that had happened too, for like um, people to be integrated and whatnot, uh, sure. like assimilated. Um, 
like it's a, like a lot of those things like are never really brought up and you know what i mean um, sure yeah i mean it is brought up but it, it it's just the tactics seem a lot more brutal it wasn't like there wasn't yeah um rules of war it was like you know pillage the village rape the women kill the children kill the men and you know it was just very brutal and what it was now we feel a little bit more civilized and we don't do that in fact we just bomb people further away from us to keep it civilized (laughs) (laughs) and then use and then use media to cover up our you know our shady you know military industrial complex and stuff like that right (laughs) yeah yeah we just do it differently now i mean we, we don't do the raping as much that i mean that's kind of down, died down as far as like crimes of war but we you know you get what i'm saying and the people who are listening understand what i'm trying to communicate i started watching vikings and, oh really uh, yeah dude and i didn't you know i don't really know anything about the vikings like i just never read into their history things like that I, I, one of my friends like really was really big on their culture and like he has like a bunch of viking stuff in his house or whatever Huh. And, uh, but yeah, like their whole life was like, you know, rape and rape and pillage. And like, that's how yeah. like they, they earned their, their money to like, yeah. you know, build their communities and things like that, which is wild. Yeah. What I, what I dislike though, I, I mean, I like, what I dislike is how people in this day and age will look back and like denounce all of that. And like, you have to understand it was a whole different world. Like they weren't operating on the same level of understanding that we have. In fact, so I feel like a, a lot of those, like, you know, denouncing those types of behaviors, like I'm not justifying, right? But at the same time, they were operating at a certain capacity that didn't allow for that type of awareness to be to be considered even of value, especially when, when everything is hunter and gathering. Like the very, the, the very way you come and, and provide food for your own people, like you're, you're on a, a strict grid or a strict system. And so you can only duplicate that in other sectors. So if you're hunting a gazelle or hunting this people and you eliminate the group, but that elimination brings forth provisions to feed yourself to sustain you the next week, you can only view women, you can only view other individuals from other sectors that same way. Either I consume you, literally consume you either through, you know, digesting you, eating you, or I consume in the sense that I take what the outside materials that are, that are you know, the external materials that are associated with you which is your land your huts your horses and so they're they're going it's almost like they're just operating by what nature has already provided for them in the sense like this is the manual you consume or you be consumed and so Mm -hmm. and, and 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 so when you're living in that atmosphere for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and you're stuck on this like avenue of thought yeah it's very easy for someone with an iphone to look at that and be like man that's that's completely barbaric and uncivilized these are all racists. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe. But if you were probably living back then, like you would have happily partaken in the raping. You probably would have been happy that your village mm-hmm. wasn't killed and you were the one that killed. Like, you know, it's just anyways, I'm just so saying because like, a lot of people get into all of that kind of stuff. Like everybody had slaves. At yeah, some point. for sure. It is socially acceptable. acceptable. It was socially acceptable. Just like right now, it's socially acceptable to do, you know, all these things or whatever. And, you know, each each generation has a different form of what uh, culturally what they like and dislike, you know, mm-hmm. and what they allow, you know. Like right now, it's very popular to do stupid dances on TikTok. But com- coming in 20 years, when you look back and be like, oh, that's super cringe. And you're like, why was I even like allowed to follow <laughs> that trend? Why did I stoop so low? And, and, and you know what I mean? So things of that nature. No offense for whoever on their downtime dances for TikTok. No, no, no offense. 
Anyway. But, but yeah, you're right. 10 years. But from it's now, true. 20 years it's true. Uh, so with that being said, I've been hearing like the NFTs, which is what you wanted to bring up, right? Which one, were you wanting to talk about NFTs? Or are you no, talking about? No. Uh, just, I wanted to talk about in general, just like related to our conversation right now about like the future generations on TikTok. I think what I'm what I'm seeing right now and what I've kind of experienced, like, you know, talking to little kids in there, not not in the creepy sense, just like friends, kids and <laughs> Or creeping, it's okay. Man. <laughs> on the internet and things like that. I got I did get into an argument with a bunch of kids on the internet, which is pretty funny, um, about Kanye. Kanye's commercialism, whatever. But um Okay. Uh but what I was what I'm noticing with kids this generation, um, and the future generation I think is to come is like they're money makers, man. Like they know how to hustle. And like, there's so many tools for them to leverage to hustle now. Like, it's pretty astonishing. And like, it, it's also concerning because like, you know, like, what does that do to a young mind when like you come out the womb, five, six years old, you already know that you could start making billion million of dollars, you know, streaming, you playing with toys on YouTube. You know, yeah. like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's and then, strange, like, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, so go for it. Diana's uh, niece, um, she she plays Ro- uh, Roblox, uh, like the video game. And uh, on that game, like for you to be able to do certain things, you have to buy uh, uh, Robux is what they're called. You know, you trade, ex- exchange real cash for them. And then in the game itself, you can make money uh, through a couple of ways, like either by like building your own games, like in the world, like your own, like, you know, obstacle courses and stuff like that. And you, you charge people to go play on it. Or um, you can stream yourself, you know, or you have items and things like that that you make and you can like sell those too. Like it's, it's, and that relates to kind of NFTs and, and all that stuff too, but it's pretty wild. And she's like seven years old telling me this stuff. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. I have a young cousin. I think, no offense, man, if he listens, but I don't know if you're 14, 15, or 16, brother. Uh, so forgive me. <laughs> but uh, he was telling me about NFTs. He's the one that told me about NFTs. I mean, well, I had heard of it somewhat but he was the one that was able to elaborate on it further and i'm like dude this like it is you're right i have noticed that that the i guess what i like maybe the 18 and under 16 and under they they, i mean they're ready to sell anything and it's it's strange right like why is it what aspect of the internet are they receiving that you and i didn't i mean yes there is tech people we have tech bros that are in their mid-20s early 30s that we have those individuals who are technology driven to hustle on a virtual world but but like you said we this generation is is completely i guess more savvy in how to you know be able to like uh manage their way through all of that it's it's strange which is funny man because now i'm starting to realize that in a couple of years once i become like i don't know an older man whatever that looks like all these young whippersnappers are gonna be like oh we have a business you know blah blah blah. and i'm like is it online it's like yeah i remember my day where we had real businesses not fake (laughs) businesses you know what i mean like our generations look down at the fact that these kids are like you know, buying virtual real estate, which is already happening. So, oh yeah, um, it's already happening for sure. It's already happening, which is completely strange. It's it's just fake business. It is all. It really is fake business. And the yeah. NFT world to me is just like we're really at the peak of well, what else can we sell? You know, like I think we've looked around us and like well, we're not like the mining for real resources is gone. The selling of Beanie Babies is gone. The dot com area is gone. Now we're all on social media, and if you don't make little lanyards or do some weird, you know, wood engraving, like what are we doing now? Like we're just selling images that 
like you have just for clout we're selling clout now oh dude it's, you bring up a, a, a great thing that I, I wanted to, to bring up too around a, a new product came out called called bit clout i don't know if you've heard of it but no, tell basic, me. basically you sign up it's it's a crypto based social network but you sell coins of yourself so let's say you know i vu sign up and then i have uh i have a hundred thousand dollars worth of coins that you know, I, I sell to my followers or whatever. So my followers can go buy those coins. And I think the hope is like those coins eventually lead you to be able to, you know, um, have like certain, you know, voting privileges for that person. Uh, I don't know if that's set up right now, but I kind of, I think that's what they're, they're headed towards right now. Okay. Basically you just own like a piece of a person, but like ephemeral weird, you know what I mean? Like the weird. Yeah, man. Until it becomes very real until they're, until they're like, you know what, this, this clout purchasing of you is not enough. Like, can I purchase the rights of who you cast your vote for? Can I purchase the rights for you of whether or not you should pursue chemotherapy? Like, can I purchase enough of you in order for you not to go get chemo if you ever get cancer? Like, what yeah, if, what if, like, really, what if you get purchased? Like, what if you decide this isn't enough? Like, I really need to, do you think people would sell their, the, 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 the governing aspect of themselves? Like, here, dictate what my life is. And oh, you yeah. can, like subscribe or whatever send out ten thousand coins and you can decide what i eat for the next 12 months oh absolutely dude I, it's already happening oh don't tell me it is man really but, it's it's full blown that way now and, well it's it's getting there like there's a there's a guy actually like a year or two ago or maybe a few years a year ago, or two who, ago that's sad who man. who did um a, and it was a it was an experiment where he did the exact same thing not on this platform but he's built his own website where people could go you know buy shares himself and then any big decision that he'd had in, have in life, he'd go post it, you know, on his website. And then, who, if you own coins, each coin was like a vote, like for whether or not he could, like, he should do that thing. So people would vote on like what he should eat for for lunch, you know, if he should break up with his girlfriend, like things like that. And you know, like, mm -hmm. and the extension of that is like what you're talking about with like the chemo and, and stuff like that. Like that gets that it's pretty into like the world of like you know crazy territory. With BitCloud, I don't. It's creator focus, but like it, it, what it's showing is like there's a pattern of people who are willing to like just, you know, sell themselves, dude, for, for whatever price it might be. Well, I think I think like YouTube streaming is an example of that, right? Like you're sure. going to do whatever you want, whatever your followers want you to do, right? As, as long as it earns a buck for you, right? Yeah. Here, here's, here's the future that I see with this. This is just – like priming our minds to be prepared to the fact that a human we're going to go back to slavery but not in the sense that we know by race or gender or any or 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 of ethnicity it's going to be like the economy is so stripped and crapped out society has completely decayed and followed heb or walmart has half the stuff they used to have in order for you to have food in order for you to have shelter in order for you to have basic income you know you're going to be able to go and sign up online and be and coca-cola is going to have a tab on their website saying you know, we'll purchase you for such and such amount of dollars. And for the next 20 years, we'll provide basic housing, we'll provide shelter, we'll provide shelter, we'll provide health care. And we're just going to be owned by all these corporate individuals or all these corporate entities. And we're going to be like, hey, man, who owns you? Oh, Google. And who owns you? Oh, uh, you know, like Facebook. And who owns you? Coca-Cola. And like, because you're owned, you're just going to have to go around everywhere you go. And you always, and every time you have a conversation with anybody, you always have to insert a, 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 a like a commercial in, in your dialogue. Like, let's say you're at your dinner with, like, your father-in-law or mother-in-law. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, we just bought this new house brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> and it's just – you can have to do it at least 10, 15 times. And if you don't do it, 
your phone or your Apple watch is going to register it that you didn't do it because it's already like listening to you. You know what I mean? And if you do that, it deducts, deducts the ration. So you eat less that month. Like Coco's like, oh, you didn't meet your quota of inserting our brand. So now we're going to send you half a loaf of bread. You know? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bring up an interesting point. <laughs> Yo, I, dude, I see it, man. We're doing this. This generation are just a bunch of whores, man. That's what's gonna. I mean, it's already happening. Be, it is already happening. I don't know if it's gonna be Coca Cola. I would say more Amazon than Coca Cola. Okay, there you go. There you Amazon, go. Amazon's already doing it, kind of like you know, with like like uh, their their labor, right? Like their labor staff at the warehouses and whatnot. Sure. Like they they're forced to move with Amazon, what, right? Oftentimes. What, what was that movie? What was that movie? Oh, uh, no Thank Man you. Land. No, there's oh, there's another movie with with that actor. It's called uh, uh, Think. Oh, he works at a call center, right? It's like oh. Thank you for something or. Uh, oh, um, thank you. F- I know Lakeith, with Lakeith. Uh, and and then and then our, uh, Amy Hammer or that that dude that that dude right. Anyways, he works at a call center, and in that movie, uh, sorry for bothering you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a great movie for anybody who likes. I mean, how would you describe? Just a, it's a woke movie, right? And but not in a woke like gender. Anyways, whatever. It's just good as far as like knowing how capitalism and its evil sides. But anyways, there's a call center, kind of like Amazon, where there's this big company and. You can sell your rights or you can sell yourself to this company, but you always have to live on the property. You live in their campus. You live in in the home provided. It's like it's servitude. You sell yourself to the company, but they have it set up in a very unique way. It's like the commercials is like, don't worry about your necessities. Don't worry about your wants. We'll take a care. We'll take a care of it. Whatever. Sign a twenty year or sign it for life, and then you live on the campus and you're provided for, and you know you live in a bunk bed. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. It's interesting, but uh, sorry for bothering you. I believe is the name of the movie. I think it's it should still be on Netflix. But anyway, yeah, it's a dope movie. I mean, they they already do that in China with Foxconn. Like at Foxconn, the guys who make the iPhones are uh, oh, the, okay. the, the manufacturer iPhones. Their workers live on on site, dude, and like they work. Oh you know, yeah, crazy yeah. hours. Feed them too, all that stuff. Like it, oh, it, yeah. it is wild. For anybody um, who has an iPhone, these manufacturing sites need to put nets outside of their buildings because people try to jump off it and kill themselves. Yeah, yeah so, man. Next time you make a phone call, think about a Chinese man jumping to his death. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> um, hey, I'm not trying to be funny. That's just the reality of it. That, that is the reality. Um, and then Google, I don't know if you know, but Google, like in tech companies like it, they already they, like to their um, employees, they already provide them with so many like amenities that it's basically replicating that. And it's like, but it's not that because you have the free will, quote unquote, to like choose if you want it or not. Right. So sure. like Google will will pay for your housing. They will also pay for your child care, education, food is free, like uh, gym, all that stuff. Like every single one of those things is paid for by the company. And, and but you you know you can decide if you want them or not. Yeah, sure. You can decide while everything around craps out, and really you don't really have a choice because you're trying to feed your two, you're trying to buy formula for your you know one year old or, or six year old. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And yeah, if times old. get tough and your salary can't pay for those things, all let me ask you this: cool. knowing that we live, because a lot of people maybe feel differently, but the truth is we live in a corporate oligarchy. I mean, democracy, republic, like the democracy we have is you vote for the guy who gets bribed at the end of the day. Special interest groups, at the end of the day, completely drown out your voice. So, and that's just reality. We all know that lobbying is a, is a thing, and there's big money and 
anyways, do you, so if this benefits the corporate group that, that, that do have a strong pull in politics and legislation and media, do you think it benefits them for an economy that is that is, is that has the backbone of entrepreneurial spirit that that's that's for independent ownership of things like don't you think that the corporate and like people like amazon they benefit from an economy that suffers or what's your take on that i don't even know if i'm presenting it properly because it seems like if things are worse for mm. people they'll be more willing to accept these types of deals with these companies don't you think that there may be a, a I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? An incentive to make sure that the economy tanks? Purposely make it hard? In a way, yeah. And it, it's... Um... Because I would. If I was the head of Amazon, I would, I, would, I would say lock this whole place down, put all these restrictions, let's make it harder. Let's, let's put very little money and stimulus towards small business loans. Let's do all of these things. And if we can't close you down, let's put you at 50% capacity. So you Definitely, can yeah. So co big corporations, especially, they work in the world of like necessary evil, meaning like, like um, you know, like as a corporation, your whole goal is is to beat out your competitors, right? To survive, yeah. right? And eventually, you eat up everything. Like that's just how the that's just how the the world of like that type of business works, right? You survive mm -hmm. by eating out everything else. But so it, so it is weird because they. Like their underlying thing is like, hey, we have to like destroy these, you know, smaller businesses uh, in order to to continue ours, right? But then like they'll, yeah, they'll do this weird thing where like they'll have like social incentive programs to give back to those guys, you know? Yeah. Um, do they will they tank the do do I think tanking the economy helps benefits them? I don't know, man. I, I think it depends on the business itself, right? Sure. Like the type, of, the type of business, like a Facebook, for example, right? In that situation, probably no, because like they they want people, they need people to have the amount of income to purchase a phone, to purchase you know, internet service, things like that. Yeah. But but yeah. like, um, I'm trying to think of maybe a, a one that. Well, I mean, here's the thing: if you if this is just COVID, and I'm not trying to go down that route, but it's just the clearest example that we kind of relate to. Like, if you're not able to do physical interactions, you're you're you are forced into a virtual interactive. Yes, it setting. benefits them. Yes, for and sure. as far as the phones. Like, I mean, I remember you had to, I, mean, I don't know if it's, it's always been that way, but when you first initially purchased an iPhone, it was like 400, 300, whatever. And then now it's like a thousand or whatever, but like, you don't have the option of paying it out. Right. Is, is like no longer there. Like you could just pay $15 a month or $20 a month and get your iPhone 15, wherever we're at. I don't know. There's people, and I'm not trying to discriminate, but there's people who seem who could, you would think could not afford such a thing. And yet whatever car they have, they pull out the phone and they're like, man, this thing has already four cameras. Like they have the latest one. And so it's because these plans are pretty, I mean, they're trying to get everybody on it. And there's people in Africa with iPhones now. It's, yeah. it's, it's completely changed now. You know? Yeah, d definitely. Definitely. Um, oh. But they, they do have a, you know, incentive for, for certain, you know, for certain, for, for people suffering. I mean, that's where like the market quote unquote, the sure. market opportunity comes from. Whatever, well, but. To close on that one, I think, and this was a few months back, but it's like with Facebook, Amazon, Walmart, they, they, their earnings were like in a few months what they would have done in like, what, four years, three years, something like that. It was like collectively these big five businesses made like, I don't know, I mean, there, there was a probably like 500 billion in like six months, something like that. Or not 500 billion. Yeah, something like something incredible, like almost a trillion within a matter of months that they would have taken for them to do you know, two years or four years collectively.
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would put up the article, but I just don't care. So I'm just going to throw out <laughs> some misinformation and hope you just believe me. No, no, that is true. But I wouldn't know. I'm, you know, anyways. Um, so related to since we're on the topic of Amazon and Google, uh, I wanted to pose this question. So would you ever be willing to pay for some, to see somebody's search history? So this is, this is, so I don't know if you know, but like this is basically how Google and, and Amazon make their money. You know, they, they know what you do online on their service. They use that data to recommend you other things that, you know, sure. they think you'll buy. So, um, but as a consumer, right. Digging into that world of like, you know, if I, let's say I, there was a service out there and you could like pay to see somebody's search history, would you do it? Um, is, uh, is, so is, is this just uh, hypotheticals or is there something already going on? No, no, no. It's, 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 uh, it's a hypothetical, but I mean, there are weird things going on always on the internet, but yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Because a part of me is like, okay, I, I, I don't want to jump into someone's privacy. Who cares what they search? Let that be it, you know. Uh, but then at the same time, like, if I'm going to marry somebody, I would be like, I'm interested in what this person is searching at, like, at 2 in the morning. Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, you're all nice, but what if, like, you're searching, pi- like, how to build pipe bombs? Which, which obviously, that wouldn't scare me. In fact, I would, I, if you are building pipe bombs, like, let me know. I'd come over because I'd love to learn how to. Uh, just for educational purposes, but like I would like to know like what weird stuff is is my you know my soon to be wife searching for at ten in the morning. Like is she someone who's like very like medically conscious? Like like two or three in the morning she's like googling like oh if I have this rash do I have cancer? You know things like crazy stuff like that. Like I, mm-hmm. I would I would like to know how you know susceptible she is to these types of fears or anxieties or or I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I think overall I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea, but I would have to think further as to why I don't like it. I guess it's just the commodifying of something that's private, which is your inquiries to the to to the to the information computer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think they're so intertwined with your thoughts, right? Because you're searching what you think, and because of that, I feel like I'm not just selling the things I'm searching for, but I'm selling the things I'm thinking about. And because of that, I would say no, no deal. Absolutely. Um, I'm in the same page as you. It, like to me, because like a, a lot of, you know, privacy has been a big thing right now. People are arguing over like in, in government and stuff like that. And a lot of people are on the, are kind of on both sides, really. On one side, it's like, I don't really care. You know, like, yeah, take my search history, whatever. Like it's, it's harmless. It, you know, they already know what I'm doing anyways. But for myself, I'm on the side of where like my, like my habits online and like what I do, like it's very much so tied to like my you know, my personal identity, my, my, like you said, like my thoughts even. And like, I would be uncomfortable with anybody knowing those things. Cause sometimes I just Google things that are random <laughs> and like, yeah. they're not even, you know, there's no like th- no common thread that's like even related to like something that I'm gonna do. Like, what did I search the other day? Um, let me see. Let me pull out my phone real quick. I searched, um, hold up. I think I have the Wikipedia article open here somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but there's no consistency. It's it's all over the place, man. It really is. Yes, and 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 it's like I I kind of think sometimes I think about it like man, I wonder what Google thinks of me right now, like you know, based on my like my search history. And then like, what if what would somebody who didn't know me think of me if they they like saw this as well? What, mm-hmm. what was I looking up? I think I was looking up. Um, uh, freaking damn it! Yeah, that's why sometimes I just like to search broad things that have nothing to do with me just to trick the system. 
You know? <laughs> you just throw a random search in there? Yeah, I'll just put like ISIS morning prayers or <laughs> something like that, you know? <laughs> or or how to dismember a body or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Know. So, so that's okay. That's what I. <laughs> well, that's similar to what I what I searched the other day. Not you know not the dismembering the body part. So this girl um, went missing recently, right? Oh, okay. and this is probably going to be a murder mystery podcast eventually, uh, or somebody's going to make a murder mystery like podcast episode out of it. But okay. um, she went missing in Deep Ellum, right, in my neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. And this was back in October. So um, basically, good. just a quick story. But like, so she flew. She's from Seattle down to hang out with her ex-boyfriend oh, um, to try to rekindle the relationship whatever because he's from here mm. and um the night before she was here for like a week but the night before she was going to fly back to seattle it was like it was like a saturday she's going back home on sunday um she decided you know i want to go out like you know celebrate my last day and she asked her her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend if, if he wanted to come he goes no i don't want to go like just go by yourself so she ends up getting a lift going deep bellum she's starting to bar hop you know she's in this like purple dress and like she's posting on social media you see it like on instagram and uh, i think snapchat was where she's at too and then the last known footage recorded footage of her is her leaving this bar uh don't remember the name of the bar but it's it's right next to like serious pizza and okay. uh, she, she's leaving the bar with this guy something i think his name's like charles or something like that something charles mm-hmm. um and that's the last known recorded footage of her um, and, um, she basically the, that happened October, she was missing. Right. And then they made an announcement like last week, a couple of days ago that they found her body. Um, they also found the guy's car in New York. And then they also arrested two women who they believe were involved too, as well with, uh, with like her murder. Right. And then what I was Googling online was because because I was trying to play in my head. I was like, man, I wonder what happened, right? Like, why did she get killed? I was like, okay, there's maybe to me, in my opinion, I think there's two scenarios here. One is like, maybe the guy tried to hook up with her and things went left. You know, he got too aggressive, too physical, and she got hurt, right? And then the other women tried to like help him bury it, you know, like, like uh, get rid of the evidence kind of thing. The other side of it, I was like, well, okay, maybe they're trying to like, human traffic her or something like that. Because, like, she's 23. All the people involved, like, the guy wasn't, like, just some random 23-year-old. He was, like, a 30-year-old man with, like, a rap sheet. The other two women were, like, a 57-year-old woman and, like, a 40, you know, 40-year-old woman. And they both fled to, like, Florida, found them in Florida or whatever. So then I was, like uh, – so I Googled online. I was, like, how to traffic humans, like <laughs> – which is not, you know, not a great thing to like put out there because then now I'm going to be watched by the FBI or whatever. But sure. it was just, I was just curious to know, like, how do like, what are the strategies that like these traffickers use, you know? Sure, man. I've, yeah, I've always been curious, like how, how what exactly is, is going down? And it's good information to know, man. Like, I mean, let's say something happens and, you know, something happens in America and it's like got to get out of here. Or, you know, now you know how to hide somebody in a shipping container or like now you know how to remove certain parts of a vehicle to, you know, put a, a small child in there and take them across, you know, like, mm. you, you, who knows, man, you know, I mean, not for like sexual purposes, but like maybe something goes down and now like America's not the place to be. And now you got to go and hide yourself in like, you know, a FedEx van and go across somewhere. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, but it is interesting. Cause I've always wondered, cause we have a, uh, where I live, there's a port nearby and I'm always wondering like, man, I, people sometimes showing up in these containers like are they eating oh, for like, sure. like i don't know oranges for eight months waiting to cross the atlantic i don't know 
Oh, for sure, dude. I, I, I mean, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind, dude. I, I watched a documentary of, um, it's called the Darien Gap. It's a place between, it's a stretch of jungle, like 100,000 square feet of jungle. Um, was it 100,000 square feet? It's probably more than that, actually. But um, it's a strip of jungle that's like super dangerous, right? It's between yeah. Venezuela, I think, and Colombia. Oh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And um, it is an area where it's like straight jungle, you know, wilderness, animals, things like that, disease, whatever. But there's also anti- like gorillas, like anti-government gorillas who like live there and they rob people. It's a lawless zone, basically. And yeah. what's been happening or occurring over the past like two years is like there's been more migrants who are trying to get to the U.S. They'll fly down to South America and cross through the Darien Gap to get up through like Mexico, get up through like the countries to get to like the states and stuff. And oh. it's crazy. And like a lot of people die there, man, like in the in the Darien Gap. And it, it's 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 mind blowing to me um, that somebody would be would willing be willing to go through so much trouble such as crossing an amazonian jungle to make yeah. it to the states you know what i mean yeah like it's, it's it's so like that's when you say that it's like i'm not surprised like you know if, if it was me okay you gave me two options one sit in this container for eight months and survive off you know bananas until we can get you like to this to a port in the states or cross through the jungle with gorillas and like um you know animals and snakes and shit like that i would definitely go for the container for sure Really, yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. I, I I think the container to me. Well, not, number one, there's no AC, so you're gonna be detoxing for too for too long and for too much. You know what I mean? So you're gonna be dehydrated. Like, what's mm-hmm. your what's your water source, right? What's happening there? And think about all the sickness inside a container. You're probably with other people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it's not like you get your own, you know, cube or you get your own like container. You know, so they're trying to maximize your shipping and handling. So they're they're definitely packing everybody in there. You know, so I can only imagine like feces everywhere. I don't know. I rather actually, I rather be in the jungle, man. At least I can see the sunlight. You know, I don't want to make my way out there with scurvy and be weighing like ninety pounds and then look like a Holocaust Jew. Really, because because I don't doubt that they're packing you in a, in a very nice, convenient way. I mean, you're probably like sardines cooking inside. This is true. Okay, this is true. I didn't think that far into it. I was thinking it would be like the air conditioned <laughs> unit, <laughs> and I just, I just got a whole bunch of bananas. And just, I'm in there like with maybe like three or four people. And Couple just, of magazines. We're, yeah, we're playing cards while we're waiting. No, no, you. It would, the isolation and the tribal and the and the 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 power structures within that container with just eight people. Like you'd have to be, you know, you'd have to pick a corner and watch your back because someone's already looking at your calf and getting really hungry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, do you have good calves? You got good chunky calves, don't you? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're decent. Oh, okay. <laughs> dude, sometimes, dude, some people have some thick calves. And you're like, bro, your calves are thicker than your thighs. Have you ever seen that? Oh, like, totally, man. I have my brother's like that. It's strange, right? I'm yeah. like, man, yeah. I'm like, you look sturdy, dude. Very sturdy, like you carry some stuff on your back. Sturdy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like hitting on a guy, man. You look pretty sturdy, man. You look fucking sturdy. Man. You got some thick calves. <laughs> you got a good foundation there. But now that we're talking about thick calves, uh, the hoofed one, Satan, has thick calves. Let's let's discuss about little Nas X and his uh, Satan shoe. What are your thoughts, man? Give me, give me your thing. Cause I, I mentioned a few things through text, but I'd like to hear from you a little bit. Um, yeah. 
Um, well, so on the situation, so the company that that produced the shoe, they're called Mischief, and they're like a like a marketing agency basically. But they do like outlandish stuff, you know, to like sure market and stuff like that like these kind of online internet pranks so i don't know if you know but before the satan shoe they actually released a shoe before that was the god shoe oh, and okay. in in the heels of the shoe was holy water interesting and, uh, i'll send you a link to that and you can check it out and like they actually look pretty cool i'm not gonna lie like the, the uh the uh, uh god shoes uh, um, i'm looking it up right now oh let's see yeah and um so like you know they did that before this time around with the satan shoe I was like, okay, you know, Satan shoe, got it. Like, I think that's a, that's an interesting thing to put out there, it's similar to the God shoe that they did, whatever. Like, it makes sense to me. If you got a God shoe, you got to have a Satan shoe or a shoe. Um, with uh, Lil Nas X being a part of that picture, I was so confused. I think that's what threw me for a loop. I was like, sure. why is he? Why is he associated with this? And I and, and I don't like, I like Lil Nas is is also a amazing like 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 prodigious fucking online internet marketer like he's so good at it dude it's unbelievable like the like the ways he's able to like navigate on the internet get himself out there and everything like that through the same shoot that didn't make any sense to me and then he also released a music video that was you know you know satanic theme too as well yeah Um, so i don't know what's going on there you know like i'm assuming it's like creative creativity and like you know shock Thing, but like maybe there's something deeper yeah. um somebody said something on reddit that I, that resonated a bit kind of related to this too but basically it was it was saying how um what was the theme it was like it was like kids have been raised on knowing this is the author i think saying something similar to this um i'm probably butchering it but like uh like you can't, you can't expect. Basically, the theme is like you can't expect a gen- generation of kids who are raised on, um, you know, believing that like the devil is the the worst thing in the world, and then um, also like on the internet and like cartoon and things like that, that like um, humor humorization and like el- making things illustrative, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, like they've been raised on that, right? So obviously, those two things are kind of going to combine to into each other, right? To where like they start to um, uh commodify and like make it so ch- like in a way like childish like that sure. theme of like say say uh say satany and things like that i don't know if that's a word actually but yeah. sure yeah i see what you're saying so like basically yeah that's and that's why they think like you know this came about is like you know you, those are the things that have kind of inspired you or set you set your foundation so you know it's it's logical for this to to happen not like not not should be surprising is what they're saying but sure yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I guess I, I didn't know about the God show, but then my follow-up question would be like, well, was there was there a God, you know, music video or something alongside that? And I guess I guess not only did the Satanic shoe have more of an impact because it is the shock value there, right? It it's also the music video, which I found very disturbing and and, and very it was too much, too much with. I I didn't find it to be a creative video to begin with. It was just more of the same. Just more, just more of the same that we get from a lot of pop stars who try to be edgy, and they're they're not thinking outside of the box. They're just like, can we be more racy? Well, yes. Can we be more sexual? Well, yes. And rather than divert into a different direction that has some form of new aesthetic, new new energy, it's let's do more of the same. Before we were half naked, now we're fully naked. Before we used to cuss one word, now we're cussing ten words. 
you know, it's just, it just, we're just building up higher into the mountain of profanity and, and pervertedness and whatever. And to see little Nas X lap dancing on Lucifer, who also appeared on Sesame Street, there's, there's, there's this big contrast of who this individual is and, and a big contrast as far as like these individuals who promote little Nas X's marketing team or the people behind him, the power structure, the record label. And, and us as a, as a community, we, we seem to not have anything wrong with a man who is put on a public uh, program, a public paid program like Sesame Street, which I think it is public paid, PBS, right? Um, and then uh, within the time span of a month or a couple months or a year or two, I don't know when he was on Sesame Street, but then, you know, lap dancing on Lucifer. And uh, that to me should shock us as a community as, as why we're allowed to have those two things coexist. And, and yeah, my, my issue with, um, and, and there's an article that I think little Nas was quoted in, or he penned himself. I'm not too sure, but he stated himself that, that his majority of, of his audience members are children. And I believe the average age was 12. And I understand perhaps people, not everybody's religious. So for them, Lucifer is, is just, you know, a, a represent like a representation of evil, and so for them, the comical, cartoonish version may be okay or accepted. In fact, it lessens the 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 severity of of that concept of evil. So maybe people like that in a sense. But my issue with that is that um, there is evil. You did have a Hitler. You did have a Mao. You did have a Stalin. There is a type of evil that's already been manifested on this earth that the only thing equivalent to it as far as a symbol goes is an individual like Lucifer. Like, we've had Lucifers. Like, let's let's remove the idea of the angelic being that's fallen from heaven. We've already have our Lucifers. Hitler, think of somebody else that would fit the role of a Lucifer. Hitler, mm. think of a role, uh, Stalin, or think, of the, and, and there, I, the list can go on because we've always had murderous tyrants who easily would be the embodiment of an antichrist because Christ is there for the human soul and the salvation of the human soul. So we've already had Antichrist. We've already had similar uh, individuals that represent the idea and concept of Lucifer. So to to cartoon the symbol of Lucifer and make it simple, I'm not saying that that makes us ignorant to the other evil um, ideologies of the world that are anti-human. But my worldview is that behind these individuals... There is an energy, there is a force of darkness behind these people. And so for me, making light or, or commodifying this image is, is commodifying something that's very dangerous to us all. Mm. And it's, it's removing the aspect that evil solely comes from just the heart of man, which I believe it does. Um, but I think there is, and you can speak to a Buddhist, I mean, they'll tell you that there's a chaotic force behind all the evil of this earth. And to simplify that in a form of shoe or the idea, right? And I'm just simplifying it and generalizing for the sake of conversation. There's many aspects and avenues of this. But I know it, it's, 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 it's beautifying a trap. It's beautifying a trap that when we think about or as we go or as these children grow up, they don't see evil as this ongoing cosmic energy after their light or after their human mind or after their human soul. It's like, oh, I just got to watch out for humans. Well, that's true because we ultimately operate within the human grid. But I, I think we close the door to the spiritual world that we're super 
prone to and susceptible to. I don't. I, I think it. I think you understand what I'm saying. I think it closes that idea in a sense, like, oh, I don't have to worry about any idea of a spiritual realm, uh, you know, pl- plotting against my mind and my soul, which I, I think, there, in my personal view, there really is a force behind all these tyrants and evil men. And 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 I just and one thing I'll mention, and it's that there seems to be a theme. Like I was speaking to somebody, somebody else, and I said, you know, there seems to be no coincidence that you have people like Little Nas X, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson. Think of everybody with that kind of like demonic, satanic uh, aesthetic. You had Juice World. I mean, I remember on uh, Juice's World's Instagram story, he was sacrificing in a candle-lidded pentagram. Like there is no coincidence that these individuals have associated themselves with a consistent image. It would be one thing if these individuals were saying, well, you know, I just associate myself with evil or the evil Hindu god Vile or whatever his name is. Like there's many other symbolic individuals that could represent the evil you're trying to associate yourself with. But yet again, Ozzy Osbourne has a ring of the pentagram. Marilyn Manson is completely anti-Christ and rips the Bible on stage. As much as they bash it, there seems to be a, a consistent uh, aligning themselves with the opposite force consistently. And my understanding is, or my simple interpretation would be like, well, if they're all aligning themselves with the Joker, we have to come to terms to the fact that maybe Batman, Christ, or God is also a, 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 a well-alive force on the opposite side. Because these individuals are not being chaotic and sporadic and all over the place with their aligning with evil. They seem pretty consistent about aligning themselves with 666 consistently throughout the last 40, 50, 60 years. And yeah. I, I think we need to think for a second that they're probably more on the nose than we'd like to think that it's closer to the truth than what we'd like to think. You know? yeah. I'd love to interview the artists themselves to see how deep they've, they've thought about it. Like, True. I, I, I think, I think what we're seeing is kind of on both sides. One is like, one is truly, they haven't really thought too much about it. I think maybe in, at least for Lil Nas' perspective, like I know his his background is more so on the marketing side. He's just trying to get out there. He's a new brand new artist. But maybe like, you know, a Marilyn Manson who is a bit more um maybe has been you know a bit more like intentional about the the signs and things that he's putting out there. You know what I mean? Like and, and maybe like he's 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 actually pushing that, you know, that narrative of what you're saying. Sure. Um, but like even with Juice World, man, like at the end of the day, like these are kids, you know, like these are kids who are just kind of figuring it out, trying to get you out there. So I, I don't know how deep it is for them, but I, I definitely believe that there is like, I mean, we can point to like even the cults, right? Like uh, Charles Manson. Um, he didn't, he have like uh, signs in his music and like movies and stuff like that, that where he was like trying to get across like his themes of like, you know, what he was trying to do with. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't think that the lack of intention removes the possibility of you unknowingly being used by a, a, a force of evil. Oh, okay, I see. Mm. So, and, and I think, I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, in these regimes followed orders and yet continued on the murders, right, despite believing it themselves or besides believing that there was even another option to operate up. And so just because they don't know or because they're children or, or they're ignorant or whatever it may be, like because they're outside the circle of, of God or are trying to follow the light. They are by default, and this is a lot of people would argue against me, but by default, they are a vessel of wrath, whether you know you're on the ship or not. And because 
you are prone to allowing yourself to be like puppeteered by these forces, you may not have an awareness of it, but but you are being used nonetheless. And I mean, that that's an angle that a lot of people argue against of like, why by default would you be prone to be a pawn for this force? And it's because if you don't, if you're not under the authority of, of, of the true d- d- divine grace of God, then you're subject to become victimized from any alternative power, which would be the only alternative power would be uh, the dark force, which you're, when we talk about that, we talk about Lucifer or the prince of this world. You are literally on the front lawn of Lucifer. So you, you are his gnome and his lawn by default, unless you reject that and become a son of God, which that's where you get really religious and spiritual. But when you start realizing it, when you see that, that dynamic, you know, the, the death on, of, of Christ on the cross and redeeming you from the, from the front lawn of Lucifer's home starts making a lot, a lot more sense. You know, but anyways, that's uh, some two cents. You just brought up a, a, a nice little Google uh, rabbit hole. I'm going to go down. Satanic, satanic inspired like media music. Oh, yeah. What'd you get? I just pulled on one right here. The, 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 I found a list for the fifty, uh, the fifty most evil songs ever. Oh, really? And there's another one for the twelve most uplifting songs about Satan. <laughs> Christ, dude. Top three. Give me top three. Is there a band that we know of or a group? Okay. Uh, f- the top fifty most evil songs ever. Let's see. Uh, okay. Let me scroll down because it's one of those lists where top three. Let's see. Okay, number one, we got – oh, we'll talk, start number three. Ramstein. Oh, okay. Weiner Blut. I don't know if you know that song. Ramstein, yeah, I know who that, that group is. Number two is Black Sabbath with the self-titled song Black Sabbath. Mm. And then number one is Mayhem, Freezing Moon. Don't know that song. Mm. Let me see this. these uplifting songs about – this is a whole – is this a blog dedicated to Satan? I don't know, dude. It's, they they have both these articles belong to the same website, which uh, is interesting. Highway to Hell. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Grateful Dead, Friend of the Devil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's such a common theme now. That I think about it, you know, like super common. And, yeah. And if 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 yeah. It's it's a common theme and and there seems to be a pattern and I think sometimes it goes beyond just aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, mean, I mean, there's a reason why you know the Nazis were like deep into the occult and I don't think the occult was. I mean, people say that's not intertwined with Satanism and stuff like that, but like when you're seeking help from interdimensional beings. It's just like you start wondering what is it that you're channeling, you know? What what what, what are you doing exactly? Who are you really trying to reach, or what's or who's really responding? Because I don't think God responds through seances, you know, or things of that nature. And it seems like, like I said, Juice World was a good example of it because everybody knows who that guy is. But it it seemed like it went beyond the aesthetic. It's like okay, here I am somewhere in Venice Beach on 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 the island on the beach you know, laying out candles in the shape of the pentagram. And I'm, my caption is going to make the trade with the devil tonight. Wish me luck. And you're like, oh, well, you know, like we would all have been okay, man. If you just had like a, like a satanic shirt, but like the fact that you're like making the outing to pretend quote unquote, to do something. And then you die a year later. 
Nah, man. Nah, I'm sorry. The writing's on the walls, guys. <laughs> um, this, have, this yeah, go for it. What do you say? I'll say this. This reminds me of uh, this thought just popped in my head. There's an artist named Y.N.W. Melly. Oh yeah, the one that he got uh, murder on my mind. Yeah, murder on my mind. He killed his friend, right? And like sometimes, like, like incidents like that where he killed his friends to like you know grow his fame, grow his like notoriety and things like that. Like to me, that's like him doing a pact with the devil, right? Sure. It's like I'll I'll exchange the lives of my friends for you to give me ultimate success, right? Yeah, and it's it's crazy, dude. Like, like it's crazy that they're they're willing to commit to that, you know, and, and for the struggle of, of whatever it is, like fame and, and fortune and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's strange, and I mean, <laughs> actually, playing one. Uh, I I googled the video, and it's uh, it's a it's a video on YouTube of Christian Bale thanking Satan after he won the Golden Globe. Oh, really? Yeah, there's also like. Um, there's weird things. I, I remember there being, and I feel like I saw it, but there was like, I was told that there was a video and it may have been Katy Perry where she collapses at one point in one of her performances and the mic picked up her saying, help me Satan, help me Satan. I don't know if that, how true that is. And, and I, I tried to find the video recently cause someone had brought it up, but I do recall seeing something like that back in the day. And I don't know. I mean, there's just some weird stuff, man. There's just some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, it, um, there's that night stalker, like that serial killer that lived in LA and like stayed at that one hotel. Um, he's, he's known to, uh, or he's, he's well known, you know, obviously as, as like the killer, but whenever they, 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 uh, had his court cases on TV and after he'd leave the room, he'd have the pentagram on his hand. He'd go to hell Satan. Like he said that on like public television mm. and all that stuff. Um, Yeah. But- the symbolism in the media. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I've, I think I mentioned this before, but like one of the most explicit ones as far as like there's no hiding behind. Like um, there's a song by XX, uh, Tentacion. Uh, uh, the song's called I Spoke to the Devil in Miami. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Um, oh, I've seen it, but I, I haven't listened to it. But like it, it's, it basically talks about his, his exchange with the devil. And I mean... Mm-hmm. Like, here's a, a quick little excerpt just so for people who are lazy and don't want to look it up. But he goes, um, three for the shepherd and it's one for the sheep who led by the leopard often gave his perception as a handle of weapon took a bite of your apple. Give me all you can offer. Now I'm trapped in a changing maze, setting my soul ablaze. Couldn't control the pace. Where is this going? Hey, heartless is recklessness. It's the word of a pacifist to a word of a masochist. I'm off the map, my lord. I spoke to a baphomet. He said he would save me if I gave him one thing he needed. What is this thing I pleaded? Boy, it's the key to even. As I spoke, my fangs were shown. Taken aback, he smiles and tells me, what you crave will soon be yours, and what I crave is already mine. Anima vestra, anima vestra, which is your soul in Latin. To write that, it's like, maybe you want to be edgy, but then it's it's pretty specific. it's It's a little specific, and... I encourage people to doubt the, at the fact that this may may not have been just a pure. I'm trying to be edgy for the for the youth, you know. Uh, just mm. entertain the idea that what these people are talking about is 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 very close to the truth. And and for someone to die at a young age, like I mean, he didn't make it to this 27 club. But as we get closer and the days get evil, 27 has now been demoted or promoted to age 21. Literally. 
it's something's off, man. Something's off. And if you don't believe in a dark force like a Baphomet or Lucifer, at least believe in the evil because we've had many men throughout history represent that type of evil. So don't at least very at the very least don't be ignorant to that evilness that can lurk around. Um, mm. But. But yeah, it's a little detailed for me, man. And so when I read that, I'm like, all right. And then he dies. I'm like, oh, definitely, bro. Definitely. Because Yikes. the thing, the, the idea is that the deals with the devil always come with, you know, traps in them. And there's all these like fine print stuff, you know, like you'll get everything you want, but you guys never spoke about for how long, you know? So it's like AT&T, man. AT&T. Or, or is it, who's the one that everybody hates? Is it Spectrum that everybody hates? Oh yeah, I mean, all of them. Any, any, all T-Mobile, they're all bad, dude. Any sure. internet service provider, that's the devil corporations for sure. Sure, yeah, no, it's run by a legion of demons. Absolutely, <laughs> soulless demons. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, well, I guess we'll wrap it up here. We're, we're at a little over the hour mark. Oh yeah, all right. See you later, guys. Adios, guys. Bye bye.